Welcome to Shattered, the podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss mental illness. It's by a sufferer, for sufferers, and for the people that are looking to understand what it's like to live with mental illness. G'day. Today we're going to talk about suicide. As a survivor of a suicide attempt, I am very aware of the issues that a person contemplating their own life is going through. Uh, I've been there. I've done that. I've felt hopeless. Uh, I've felt like I have been damaging everyone around me. And the easiest option seemed to be to take my own life. But the thing that we've got to talk about here is... Is it the answer? And I can state categorically that it's not. Um, A few months ago, a good mate of mine, a fellow that I had been a bit of a mentor to and had worked with and done a lot of stuff with, he moved interstate and none of us were happy about this move. None of his friends, um, you know, you get people that show up and they say, oh, you know, um, I'm going to move into state. And everybody kind of goes, we weren't on board for the reasons that he was moving. We were concerned that he was isolating himself. But to all intents and purposes, he was a grown man who could make his own decisions. He'd been very independent, very, very brave, uh, did things that, that blew me away. He wanted to go to Israel to experience um, the Holy Week over there, um, and he, he just went. He just bought a ticket, went over, um, and got off the plane and basically just talked to people, said, I've, I've never done Passover. I would like to do it, whichever festival it was. And he did. He, he ended up with a group of people, made some wonderful friends, uh, and had a fantastic time in Israel. But th- that just, I use that point to just illustrate who and what my friend was. He was very, very brave, even though he was very, very shy. Um, he used to hang around the radio station a lot. He used to just show up at things and he wanted to help. And I asked him once whether he wanted to go on air and he, and he had that, you know that face that people make like, I don't want to, but they really do? Well, he had that face in spades. So I put him on air with a couple of people and um, he w- turned out to be excellent. He was shy in the beginning, but he just went for it and he became more and more confident. And uh, in the end, he was uh, a very, very good announcer. And uh, he also had technical expertise, so he'd actually been to Africa to help a small town set up their own radio station, uh, which broadcasts now to something like two million people. So my friend moved towns, and we kind of lost touch. We did the Facebook thing. Whenever he came back to town, he contacted me. And the thing of it is, is he knew that I suffer from mental illness and he was very aware of that because I I try and advocate, I try and talk, I try to um, promote people's understanding of of my personal situation. Uh, 
And he never actually mentioned that he had mental health issues. Um, I knew that things weren't going well for him. Uh, the job that he had had fallen through. And there were a lot of signs that in retrospect, looking back, we should have been concerned about. Things just weren't going well for him. But he's the sort of guy that I would have just thought, if things aren't working somewhere, he'd just pack up and move. But he'd built himself up into this thing that where he was going was what he needed. Uh, he basically had moved up for a girl. Um, <laughs> and it's the cliche that the friends don't approve of the, the girlfriend and you can't say anything just in case it works out. Well, we didn't say anything and it certainly didn't work out. I was on a cruise with my family and I remember this very distinctly. We were sort of on top of the ship doing that Titanic thing, you know, the king of the world, you stand at the front and, well, we couldn't get to the front of this particular ship. So I just found a railing that kind of looked like it might have been the thing. And then me and my kids, we just took a whole bunch of idiotic pictures. Uh, my 10-year-old son holding me while I was doing the king of the world, uh, all three of my kids doing it at the same time. Um, we had people in a restaurant behind us, which I didn't realize, who were laughing their heads off because we were just having such a great time. Anyway, I went back to my cabin and I connected to the internet and, and I got a message that this mate of mine had taken his own life and and I didn't believe it initially I just thought no that this guy would never have done that contacted a few friends turned out it was true devastatingly it was absolutely true now the thing of it is is my friend thought that his problems would end when he killed himself in fact, the opposite is true. The grief that his family experienced to this day, uh, I've, I've still got him as a friend on Facebook because every year his family posts on there to him. I can't bring myself to delete it. It's, it's years later and they're still wrecked by his decision to take his own life. So... We've got two different ways that we can go at this. You might be listening and thinking, hey, I'm thinking about taking my own life. Well, the thing is that the problems don't stop when you take your life. In fact, it magnifies it and makes it worse because the people left behind feel incredible guilt. Uh, I think about my friend. His name was Daniel. I th think about him all the time I whenever the word suicide is mentioned he's the one that comes up to me and the thing is the pain is real for me because uh, you ask yourself questions you ask why did he do it why 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 would he have done it well I, I get that but what I didn't get was the pain that was left for the people that were left behind uh, the devastation, the questions that you ask yourself. Uh, you know, when did I last talk to him? When, when did I last speak to him? When did I last reach out to him? And then worst of all is the thought, when did I last think of him? 
These are all questions that can never be resolved now. And the other thing about it is I hope that he knew that I would do anything to help him. He'd moved up to far north Queensland. If he had called me and said, I am stuck, I'm in trouble, if nothing else, I would have driven up there and got him. I would have done anything for this guy. And for the person that's out there that may be contemplating taking your own life, you might think that there's no one that cares for you, but there is. There are people that are going to suffer because you're gone. Nothing is so bad that you need to take your own life. So what do you need to do? You need to talk to somebody. Right now, talk to somebody, anybody, a friend, call Lifeline, jump online, look for a support service. If you've got a local church, just wander down to it, ask to speak to the to pastor there, go see your doctor, go see anybody, call your parents, call your mum, call your sister, call somebody and just tell them that you're struggling. They want to help you. They desperately would want to help you. And while you're thinking of that person, think about the pain. Have you been to a funeral lately? My daughter's, um, my daughter has a mate whose mum died uh, in an accident. And then a couple of months, well, two months later, her uncle died. Uh, he, he died completely by accident. And at these two funerals, All I can remember is just these people that were so devastated of the things that they didn't say or they hadn't said. Uh, The the grief, it's painful. It hurts. And that's what's going to be for you if you choose to leave. And, and, And I don't want you to. They don't want you to. What happens if you take your life? Sure. Your pain may be gone for you, but the impact, the ripples, the effects of your suicide that will land on your family, your friends, can never be healed. Uh, I can never call my friend Daniel and apologize to him that I let him move away. I can never sit down with him and, and talk about my guilt. I can never sit down with him and apologize You may think at this moment that there is nothing to live for, but there is. In this moment, things might seem like they are beyond redemption, but you need to stay another day. Just stay another day. Talk to somebody. Reach out. Tell them that you're hurting. Tell them that you are struggling. If you feel like you've got a, your only relationship in the world is destroyed. If you don't, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, now is the time to reach out and fix those problems or talk to those people or mend that relationship and just say, this is where I'm standing right now. I encourage you at the very, very least, just call Lifeline. Do it now. 
<laughs> don't listen to the end of this podcast. Turn it off. Call Lifeline. Have a chat to somebody. There are people out there that care for you. There are people out there that love you. There are people out there that need you. And there are people out there that are going to be damaged for the rest of their lives because they couldn't help you. Please, stay another day. Thank you for listening to Shattered, the podcast. Special thanks to executive producer Torian Lau and also to the band Adelaide for allowing me to use their song. Check them out, Adelaide Music, in Tears Search Engine, and you'll find out all about them. I'll catch you next time on Shattered, the podcast. Shattered, the podcast.